Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palmey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 15 of Live with CDP Sports Talk here on this Tuesday, December 19th, 2023 as well. I do have some news to share with you this morning. Um, The first news is good news and the other is bad news. I'll go with the good news first. Uh, Live with CDP Sports Talk now will be live streamed on Instagram. Hopefully soon. I'm just getting some bugs with that still. So uh, hopefully the next show I will have it on Instagram live under Chris Palme as well. Uh, The bad news this morning is my guest, uh, Marcellus Bowman, the head strength and conditioning coach for the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. And he's also a personal online trainer for Eat, Peak, and Sleep. Uh, Something came up with his business this morning. So unfortunately, uh, Marcellus Bowman from the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, will not be on our show today. And uh, hopefully I can reschedule Marcus uh, again in the future and talk a little bit about uh, his role with the Hamilton Tiger Cats and being an online personal trainer with Eat, Sleep, and Peak as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Gulf Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is also brought to you weeknights uh, by radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern as well. I hope everyone's doing well on this Tuesday, December 19th. And uh, I'm still trying to recover from the Eagles game last night against Seattle. As you know, the Seattle Seahawks stunned the Eagles 20-17 to 17, uh, with Iowa. 39 seconds left. Uh, they went on a 92-yard drive led by journeyman quarterback Drew Locke, who made the plays at the end of the game. They uh, went 92 yards in just about a minute and a half with one timeout left. So uh, Seattle is now 7-7, seven and seven, back to 500, and they're alive for a playoff spot in the NFC. The Eagles who have clinched the playoff spot, have now lost three consecutive games for the first time since 2021 under Nick Sarandi's first year. And now the Eagles are 10-4, and uh, losing at home to San Francisco, uh, losing at Dallas, and now losing this game against Seattle. I really think this loss is even more costly than the Dallas-San Francisco loss. They had an opportunity, again, to be number one in the NFC East with a win against Seattle last night and to get that and be positioned in the number two seed in the NFC. Right now, they've dropped to the number five seed in the NFC, and uh, Dallas is back in first place. Uh, The Eagles just didn't play 
good again. Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, obviously he's been playing with a knee injury most of this year, and last night he came into the game with the flu, but I'm not making excuses. He was 17 for 31, 143 yards, no touchdown passes again, and two interceptions. A.J. Brown, limited to five catches and 56 yards. The Philadelphia Eagles have all these great offensive pieces. They have a good offensive line. They've got Brown, Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift. He had a good game tonight, but they didn't use him enough. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 18 carries for 74 yards, but they're not using him enough. DeAndre Swift should be getting the ball 20 to 25 times a game, 20 to 25 for the former Detroit Lions. So um, Jalen Hurts did have, I think, what, 82 yards in rushing uh, last night and two rushing touchdowns. But still, again, the Eagles were up 10 nothing in that game. They were up 17 to 10, and then they had a 17 to 3 lead with. Uh, what, a minute 49 left, and Seattle had like one timeout left, and they had to go 92 yards. And, hey, credit to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it was the first time they had lost four in a row in Pete Carroll's time in Seattle in 14 years, and Drew Luck uh, stepped up and made the big place for the Seattle Seahawks. So, yeah, so Seattle 7-7, Philadelphia's uh, 10 and three or 10 and four. Um, I listened to talk shows last night in Philadelphia, and people are fuming. And uh, there is issues with this team. It's not just the roster, but the coaching staff. And uh, putting Matt Patricia on the sidelines to coach this defense uh, didn't seem to work last night either. I, I think there's a combination. There's issues with the coaching staff, but I think the roster too. And their secondary has not been very good this year. Their linebackers haven't been very good. And I don't know. I think they might have had one or two sacks last night, but their pass rush is nowhere where it was last year. And uh, Everybody wanted Gannon and Shane stitching gone while they got their wishes, and, and now look at the Eagles. So uh, the Eagles do the Eagles will be in the playoffs, but they might very well be a wild card team and starting on the road. So the Eagles have uh, three games left. Two of them are at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, their next game is on Christmas Day, Monday, December twenty fifth at four thirty against Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, who are five and nine, but they're playing really hard right now and uh that's not a gimme game for the eagles and then the uh following week the eagles take on the uh, arizona cardinals and kyler murray which isn't a gimme game either and then they finish out the regular season at metlife stadium against the giants so really realistically they should win these three games based on their talent they should but i don't think they might not win these games uh so we'll see uh, like I said, the Giants are playing really good football right now, and Tommy DeVito seems to um, uh, have a little bit of magic for the Giants, and the Giants would love to affect the Eagles' playoff standings. So, like I said, um, it's just disappointing, man. Like, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are, are not like the Russell Wilson uh, Super Bowl teams they lost to last night. They lost to an under 500 team that's struggling. And Geno Smith didn't even start for them last night. So, yeah, if you listen to talk radio in Philly right now, there's a lot of unhappy people. And it's just a really disappointing loss. And like I said, I'm not making excuses for Jalen Hurts, but uh, obviously his knee injury I think is more serious than what people are letting on. And he also came in the game not playing well with the flu. But if they knew that was the case, they should have given De DeAndre Swift the ball more than 18 times. And 
Kenneth Gainwell didn't really uh, play a factor in this game either. And I wasn't even sure if Boston Scott was in this game either. But you got to give someone like DeAndre Swift the ball at least 25 times, especially if your quarterback is not 100% uh, with obviously his knee or the, the flu, what, whatever. But Jalen Hurts also made some poor decisions with the football too. Uh, I see some tunnel vision in him. He missed some wide open receivers, and he, he's regressed. Uh, I think he's regressed. And he's trying to get these big chunk plays, and he's missing guys that are open for first down. So um, I, I hope they can get Jalen Hurts straight and uh, get this team straight because, like he said, 10-1 uh, and one was a great start, and uh, it's now four losses. I think this loss is probably the worst out of the four. Obviously, the San Fran and Dallas – uh, rivals, obviously, but they're very good football clubs. The Jets, that was a disappointing loss. And, of course, this loss, too. So hopefully the Eagles can rebound uh, Christmas Day at 4.30 against the Giants. And if they don't play well there, I can see Lincoln Financial Field booing this team right now. So they need to get refocused, refocused, and they got to stop talking and start performing and that was a game they should have won last night really the, the Jets game the Seattle game those are teams they should have beat and then hey San, San Francisco uh a Super Bowl contender I'm not upset about that they uh they were the better team that day and then Dallas the, even though I hate Dallas uh the Dallas Cowboys are still a good football club and Dallas is still in first place in the NFC East because of the Eagles uh misfortune last night that was a missed, uh, I call it a missed opportunity for the birds. And like I said, four losses on the year, which isn't too bad, but two of them to bad football teams in the Jets and the Seahawks. And then losing two teams, two big games against Dallas, San Francisco. So there should be a little bit of heat on Nick Serrani as well. As far as I'm concerned, Nick Serrani and the coaching staff and even Howie Roseman as well. And, and Shaquille Leonard, apparently he played last night, but I didn't see much of him as a linebacker. And, uh, yeah, he's getting roasted on Philadelphia Talk Radio as well, uh, Howie Roseman as well. So we'll see. Three games left to get this ship fixed before the postseason. If they don't get things fixed in the next three weeks, uh, they might be one and done in the NFC. And uh, right now, if the NFL playoffs started right now, uh, the Eagles would be the number five seed and would have to travel to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, who are playing really good football right now. Speaking of uh, uh, live with CDP Sports Talk, uh, I have a show tomorrow, Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, December 20th, uh, 2 p.m. with a uh, longtime radio personality, Howard Simon from WGR 550. He's kind of retired now, but Howard Simon still comes on the sh on WGR once a week. And Howard's going to come on and talk about the Buffalo Bills' uh, most dominating uh, win this season and possibly decades with their 31-10 win over the Dallas Cowboys. So Howard's going to join us tomorrow, uh, December 20th at 2 p.m. And we're going to just talk about the 2023 Buffalo Bills and how big of a win that was against Dallas on uh, Sunday in Orchard Park. And the Bills are off to take on the L.A. Chargers on Saturday. That should be a give-me game with the Chargers being 7-9 and out of the playoffs and no Keenan Allen, no Justin Herbert. But the and the Chargers just fired their uh, head coach, Brandon Staley, as well, too. So that could be a trap game for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Howard about the Bills-Cowboys game, uh, the Bills overall in 2023, and just preview their upcoming game against the Chargers as well. 
And then uh, Friday, December 22nd, I have a show at 3 p.m. Uh, with a media journalist with the uh, Basketball League Super League uh, team called the Raleigh Firebirds. They're out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And Tex Green is going to come on and talk a little bit bit about the Raleigh Firebirds and his role as a media journalist as well. So hope you can join me on Friday as well. Uh, for some of you guys tuning in today on Live with CDP Sports Talk here on my platforms, I haven't been able to get the bugs with Instagram fixed yet. So hopefully the next show I will. And again, I'm going to hopefully try to reschedule with uh, Marcellus Bowman, the head, head strength and conditioning coach with the uh, CFL Hamilton Tiger Cats. And he's also a uh, head coach and founder of uh, the Eat Sleep uh, Peak online uh, training he does as well. So fingers crossed. Things do happen with guests, and uh, we'll see if we can get Marcellus on again in the future as well. And uh, speaking of uh, sports, I was in Buffalo this past Saturday night at the KeyBank Center, and uh, I got to see the Buffalo Bandits put up their fifth ever national lacrosse league championship banner and a big win over the San Diego seals 12 to nine. And uh, before the game, I was able to do an interview with uh, the new color analyst for the Buffalo bandits on uh, 1520, the bet and the CW network in Buffalo CW 23, Steve Burmell. And I'm going to play the clip of the interview with Steve right now, just before the Buffalo San Diego game this past Saturday night. here, radio host of Live with CDP Sports Talk, weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM in Georgia. I'm here live tonight at the KeyBank Center for the home opener for the Buffalo Bandits taking on the San Diego Seals at 7.30 here at the KeyBank Center. And I have a special guest with me tonight is the color analyst now on 1520 The Score in Buffalo, Steve Bermel along with play-by-play -play announcer John Gerkler. Steve, uh, just thoughts on uh, taking over for Andy this year? Oh, just excited. I was always able to fill in for Randy when he had uh, obligations with St. Bonaventure. Uh, and unfortunately, his schedule is just a little bit too tight. So taking over to do it, quote unquote, full. I can't wait for the season. What were your thoughts on last week's game against the Albany Firewolves? 17-13 loss to Albany. Yeah, it felt like uh, you could tell that Albany had a game under their belts, right? Buffalo had the bye week one, so it was a little tougher for them to kind of get rolling, and the Firewolves having that game under their belt. Also, Buffalo got into some penalty trouble early, so it was hard for them to establish rhythm. Even when they were given a power play in the first quarter, they gave it back, they took a penalty, and then ultimately, Albany, full credit to them, they stopped every run the Bandits tried to make. You know, Buffalo down three or four goals, they'd score one or two, and Albany would gain possession and find a way to score. And we know lacrosse is a game of runs, and Buffalo being having their runs held the two goals really allowed Albany to uh, come out with a win last week. Yeah, Albany the last two games has beaten Buffalo last year and the home opener and this year. They seem to match up well with the Bandits. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on tonight's opponents, the San Diego Seals, who are coming off an opening uh, victory as well? Yeah, we know uh, Buffalo finished 14-4 and four last year. So did San Diego. And with the unified standings, it feels like this game means a lot more because, you know, last year San Diego in the West Division, Buffalo in the East Division, there wasn't really a much concern. But a game like this, Buffalo doesn't want to fall down to 0-2 and have a tiebreaker going to San Diego. So it's a big game for Buffalo. Emotions are going to be running high for sure for the Bandits with the banner going up tonight. And uh, just they, they should be ready to roll after having a game under their belt last week. But San Diego's a great team offensively. Austin Stotts is outstanding. Dane Doby and Curtis Dixon, we know that they've played together a long time. So it should be a, a heck of a game between these two teams tonight. 
What are your thoughts on the National Lacrosse League getting rid of the divisions and going to 1-15 to or a 1-8 to format in the playoffs? I think that's exciting because uh, a lot more, right? So when you have a, a team that falls to 0-3, you know, they're chasing every other team in the league, not just the four or five teams in front of them in their division. And like I said, a game like this means a heck of a lot more in a game that would have been, you know, the inter interdivisional game and not really mean as much in the standings. Uh, this is a huge game tonight because, you know, the tiebreakers matter, especially in the playoff standings. So I like playing every team once and seeing every team. And uh, this is San Diego's first trip to Buffalo, so that's exciting as well. What are you uh, looking forward in tonight's game oh, with this uh, banner-raising uh, ceremony, the fifth in, in Buffalo Bandits history? It's exciting because it feels like uh, an exclamation point to the end of the celebration, right? They raised the cup here last June. They had the parade. Uh, and now this banner kind of puts an exclamation point on the, the championship celebration. And then it's time to to put on the hard hat and, and defend the title and try to chase down another one. So it'll be exciting and a lot of energy. But uh, ultimately, Buffalo has to come out with a win tonight if they want to you know, have a good position into winning games like tonight's. We know about the core of this team. Who are some players on this banded team that could make an impact on this team this year? I think that uh, he's getting a lot more recognition, but Ian McKay, his skill in transition and his speed uh, to get the ball up the floor, to go switch from D to O, when the Bandits have had injuries on the left side, he's filled in offensively for them. And then Cam Wires, you know, the Bandits lose Bryce Sweeting and, and Adam Bomberry to injuries, and Cam Wires, a big kid. He's got to learn the, the box game a little bit. He was a, a great player at Loyola, just needs a little bit more experience playing the box game. But I think that he's a, kind of an X-factor with the Bandits. And finally, what are your thoughts on working beside uh, legendary Bandits play-by-play -play announcer John Gerkler? I can't say enough about John. You know, I, I – I was a sports writer for about 10 years before I started working alongside John in broadcasting. And I learned more from John working with him one day than I had the 10 years prior when it comes to sports writing and, and uh, just how, how to broadcast a, a game and how to present myself and how to uh, work in, in this capacity. So he, he's forgotten more than I'll ever know, and I'm, I'm very privileged to work alongside him. Where can my audience follow you on social media? And what time do you and John go live on uh, 1520 The Bet tonight? Uh, show will start at 7 o'clock tonight. We'll have a half-hour pregame show leading up to the banner-raising ceremony. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Steve Bermel. That's S-T-E-V-E. -E. And my last name is Bermel, B-E-R-M-E-L. You can find me on Twitter, at Steve Bermel. Steve, well, I want to say thank you so much and uh, wish you and John the best of luck this season and the Buffalo Bandits. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the time. All right, guys. That was Steve uh Bermel from uh, the Buffalo Bandits. And uh, I'm going to try to play you guys another interview, too, uh, that I did this weekend in Buffalo after the game. And uh, just bear with me. And the uh, the Bandits won that game 12-9, to but they did a good job in the second half. Uh, they outscored um, San Diego, I believe, 7-3. to And I'm going to play one more interview from uh, after the game, and I'm going to do it with uh, the great Dane Smith from the Kitchen. Ontario area. Uh, before we do that, yeah, the Bandits won 12 to 9 before 17,720 fans. The Buffalo Bandits obviously have the best fan base in the National Cross League. Their crowds are loud and engaged, and it was so great to see that fifth championship banner go up at the Key Bank Center. And I want to give a shout out to Ryan Slobowski. He is the manager of media communications for the Buffalo Bandits for arranging my media pass. And uh, the Buffalo Bandits are a first-class organization. And I want to say thank you to Ryan and the Bandits organization for having me there. And I hope you guys can check out my game night story on my WordPress 
live with CDP on WordPress.com. And I'm going to play you guys another interview. Uh, if you guys can give me a minute, I'm going to play another interview I did after the game uh, with the uh, great Dane Smith, who is a, a national cross league champion now for the first time in his 11 year career. And he was also the finals uh, MVP last year too. Uh, in the uh, finals against the uh, Colorado uh, Mammoths. And uh, just bear with me one second, and we're going to get this interview started shortly. Just one sec, just a technical difficulty here. And we're going to put this interview on with Dane Smith. This was after the Bandits' 12-9 uh, to 9 win over the San Diego uh, Seals. Yeah, definitely a few minutes. I, I mean, the process was longer than I thought it would be. I'm not in a bad way, but... Uh... It was pretty cool to see um, however many fans there was. They deserved just as much as us and them cheering as loud as they could because they enjoyed the moment as well. And that's something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. When you look at that third quarter, how big were special teams there? You guys got a couple power play goals. You killed off at least one penalty, I think, in that quarter. Just that run um, in that period there. Yeah, it's super important. I think um, when you're playing a team like that, or any team for that matter, uh, every team's great in this league. And, I come down to the little battles, the loose balls, and and special teams, and uh, I think we did a great job there tonight. And it's not going to get any easier, but um, I, I tip our hats to uh, like Dino for step, step, playing unbelievable, and uh, our defense, and then our offense. It's something that's timely goals. Josh moved to fifth all time for the Bandits for goals. I mean, just what have you seen over the time? Obviously, you brought up that you two are best friends. Just how is it when you get an assist for his? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I don't have to score as much. I, I had a slump tonight, but that's okay because, we, again, we have so many great goal scorers. Uh, I like to get him the ball because I know he's going to put the ball in the back of the net, but uh, he deserves it. I mean, he's just going to keep climbing those uh, those records, and um, he's, he's a, such an unselfish guy. And uh, I know he probably didn't even uh, speak highly of himself for, for doing those records, but he deserves it. And um, it just shows tonight that he, he's leading our team right now, which is awesome. And, uh, again, it, um, he – he just kind of brings so much to uh, – he plays with so much passion, and it's, it's easier to – easy to follow him. What do you notice about the way he's played in these first two games, being fully healthy compared to, you know, battling injuries at the end of last year? Yeah, he's playing aggressively. He's playing like he always could. I, I feel like it, the first few years in Buffalo, he kind of was a little bit hesitant because he was just trying to find uh, his role and just kind of um, help everybody else out. But it was came to a time where I had to talk to him and be like, hey, you're, you're the guy just as much as anybody else. And – um, he's playing like he's one of the best players in the league, and he deserves it. And um, um, we go as far as he goes. Coach said he leaned into some guys at halftime. Just what were the words said in that locker room, and how did you guys, as the players, take that on the floor? Yeah, I mean it, it's tough because it can go one way or the other, right? Uh, you never really like to get kind of yelled at or uh, approached that way, but sometimes you need a kick in the butt to kind of get you going. Uh, again, it, it's a tough game because of, there's so many emotions going high from uh, the banner drop and stuff like that. It's hard to kind of get in their rhythm. Um, sometimes it's not your night. And, um, it's hard being an offensive guy when it's not your night. For me tonight, I, I couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, but uh, I try to do a little battles, picking up loose balls or, or getting my other teammates open. And again, it's a hard pill to swallow because you're used to scoring goals and stuff like that. But as you grow up, you learn those things. And uh, we're such an unselfish offense at the end of the day. And, um, we, we pick each other up. So um, we're excited whoever, whoever scores, and I, I think that shows tonight. Dane, in terms of winning a championship to your career, uh, how, how big was that? And also, 
this summer were you able to take that trophy back to Kitchener, Ontario? Yeah, it's uh, very important to me. Again, you look at all the uh, best athletes in the world, whether it be basketball, uh, football, hockey, whatever it may be, um, they always have championships as top players. And for me, I, I, again, I've had some records broken and stuff like that, and that, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, it, it's about winning championships. And uh, for me, it was very important for me to sign long-term here in Buffalo, not because I'm just complacent, but I, I want to win more championships because the fans deserve it, this organization deserves it. And uh, it, it's like a drug. You just want to keep winning more. And uh, I'm excited to kind of uh, bring that winning attitude and uh, that weight off my shoulder now. So I'm excited to kind of get the season going. In terms of depth, do you find this team might even have more depth than last year's? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just finding your roles. Like offensively, we have a very similar offense. So we kind of know where, where we belong for the most part. Um, we're very talented, so it's just finding that groove of when we should go into the net and when we shouldn't. And that, that's tough because, again, we're, we're so impactful. Uh, defensively, uh, losing some key pieces back there, uh, you, you didn't think at the time it wasn't that big of a deal, but uh, those depth pieces are a huge deal. And uh, guys like Solver McKenzie uh, finding roles back there, it, it's important for us to kind of move forward. Cam Wire stepping in as a rookie, he's playing unbelievable, and we're going to lean on him to keep him better. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, that was uh, the great Dane Smith from the uh, Buffalo Bandits. Dane, Dane Smith, the Kitchener, Ontario native, had no goals but seven assists in that game, the 12-9 Buffalo win. And Josh Byrne had three goals and four assists for seven points. And uh, if you've never been to a National Lacrosse League, check out their website, nll.com or check out bandits.com and the uh, Buffalo bandits next game will be at back at the key bank center on Friday, December 29th at seven 30 against the Georgia swarm. And if you can't get down to the key bank center, the game will be on the bet 1520 with John Garkler and Steve Bormel and also on the CW23 network in the Buffalo area as well. And also uh, one of the other stars in this game was Matt Vince. Uh, Matt Vince came off a tough loss to Albany uh, opening week, 17 to 13. And uh, Vince was solid. Matt Vince was solid in this game, 39 saves. He made some big saves in the second half and they held Colorado or sorry, they held San Diego to three goals in the second half. Uh, they were trailing six to five at half and then they won 12 to nine. So, um, yeah, they outscored them seven to three in the second half. And the Buffalo Bandits have so much great depth. Uh, one player they are, are missing right now is Max. He's their faceoff specialist and he's out right now with an injury. And I'm not sure what his status is, but hopefully, uh, he'll be back at some point this season. Fingers crossed. But the Buffalo Bandits, again, uh, they're back home on Friday, December 29th at 7.30 in Georgia. You can get tickets at bandits.com or just come by the Key Bank Center. They do a great job there with the in-game presentations with the Buffalo Bandits, uh, with their in-game arena host, Allie Brady, and also their legendary longtime public address announcer for 31 years, Chris Swenson, who knows how to engage the crowd and does a great job as well. So shout out to Chris Swenson and Allie Brady, and also the longtime voice of the Buffalo Bandits uh, for the past 19 years, John Gerkler, who does a great job uh, doing the radio and the TV calls for the Buffalo Bandits. And uh, he's very passionate about the game of lacrosse as well. I'm going to show you guys one more interview that I did with uh, Josh Byrne, and then we'll wrap up our show. And I'm just going to try to find that sh uh, episode right now with uh, Josh Byrne after the game. So one second, guys. 
and I'm going to play that one uh, one more post-game interview that I did with Josh uh, Byrne from the uh, Buffalo Bandits. Give me one second. And I apologize for this show not being on Instagram today. There's still some bugs uh, with Instagram and live streaming as well. And again, hopefully I can reschedule my guest, Marcellus Bowman, uh, back in the future. He just had a business commitment this morning with Eat, Sleep, and Peak as well. So fingers crossed we'll get him back on. And we're going to play this interview right now with uh, Josh Byrne, who speak about the uh, Bandits 12-9 win over San Diego and his three-goal, four assist seven point performance. Yeah, yeah no, it's huge. Um, it's tough, right? Because these games, they're, they're a bit of a trap game, right? You know, you're raising the banner, got a ring ceremony after. It's easy. Uh, it's really easy to allow your mind to kind of wander. Um, and especially, right, to focus on what happened last year when, um, you know, we really need to focus on this year. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of our guys for staying focused throughout the game and um, ultimately come up with Obviously, you always want to come out with a win, but how big was this win to be able to, you know, have the celebrate the banner, you know, up in the rafters, but also get the win? Huge. And not only just, you know, what the special night it was, but also to bounce back from a game, um, you know, in Albany where I think we struggled. Um, from, I, I don't think a guy can sit there and say that they had a good game. Um, so I was very proud of our group and the way that we bounced back. Dane missed a couple early. How often do you and him personally kind of try and perk each other up on the bench when maybe yeah. you're having a, a tough, tough stretch of a game? How much do you guys talk to each other during the game? You, you and Dane especially. Yeah, we, we, we talk a lot. You know, we're, we're best friends. Um, he's the first guy to tell me to, to never stop shooting. And, you know, um, it's, it's funny. The game works in that flows. And you know, sometimes you can go an entire quarter without scoring a goal and just not bouncing your way. And all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, you could have four or five, right? Just sometimes it just that's just how it works. So you have to have confidence in yourself throughout the, the entire game. Um, you know, Dane's an extremely hard worker. Um, so when it's when it's not following for him, you know, you just keep keep calm, keep shooting the ball. Thanks, he's, he's the best in the world. So um, yeah, again, proud of him for. Uh, not only you know battling through that, but also staying positive and being a great leader um, throughout the entire. You finished last season dealing with a couple injuries. How much better do you feel being healthier at the start of this season? Yeah, night and day. Um, you know, there's a <clears throat> a couple of things routine wise that we had to make some changes to um, to make sure that we are better prepared to play uh, on game day. Um, for myself personally, with some different tweaks and, and whatnot, and also just kind of understanding the way that I play, I need to sometimes, you know, be a little bit smarter. Um, so yeah, not feel really good. How much different is it this year with the new playoff format and there's no conferences anymore and things like that? Like, what layer does that add now to the um, season and maybe game by game for you? Yeah, you know, it's 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 a bit weird. Because you're kind of paying attention to the rest of the league a lot more than you know what you would have in the past. You know, uh, teams like Vancouver, Kansas City. You know, before you didn't really pay attention to them. Um, so you know, not just on a team level, but on a personal level for myself, I have to start scouting those teams and, and making sure that you know I'm prepared mentally. And, um, I think the rest of the guys are doing the same as well. And because uh, you know, before, sometimes I don't think we played Kansas City once yet. Uh, so, 
it's definitely a bit different um, to change up, but you know, it's uh, been a fun challenge. What challenges did San Diego present to you tonight, especially in the first half, and what kind of adjustments did you make in the second half? Um, they're they're a completely different team from last year. Um, it, offensively, you could argue that they're they're very similar, but defensively, in the way that they're playing their systems, it's it's very different. It's a lot you know, kind of Colorado esque, uh, pack it in, kind of let their goalie step out. Um, and you know, um, their their goalie is a, a really good young keeper, um, so it's kind of tough to to see what he's doing in the way that he's playing. Um, they found a lot of tape on him either, so it's hard to get tells and reads. Um, so it's just you know seeing what they're doing. You know, are they are they switching on picks? Are they um, trying to close the gap? Um, and just really trying to attack those those things and making those picks happen. Your team's not winning a lot of faceoffs. I think somewhat by design. How does that affect your attack in the offense? Knowing that going into it's it's not really on our offensive side. Um, you know, we more so mentally we have to make sure that, that uh, we stay focused and you know moving the ball, scoring the ball. It's easy that when you're not getting the ball as many possessions to kind of go for that one-on-one -on -one game. I want to help my team out even in play right now. Um, so that part you have to make sure you're a little bit more mentally aware of just you know, springing the ball, making sure you stay involved and getting touches. Um, besides that, I think the only other thing is just strategy now and understanding, you know, what that product is, what their ball team does, um, just forces us to spend a little bit more time on it, but it's, it's nothing crazy. All right, guys, that was Josh Byrne from the, uh, Buffalo Bandits after the, uh, Bandits, uh, 12 to nine win over the, um, San Diego Seals at the Key Bank Center uh, this past Saturday night. And uh, he had such a terrific game against the uh, San Diego Seals. And uh, if you've, again, if you've never been to a National Cross League game, check out the National Cross League website, nll.com or bandits.com, or even go to a game in at the first Ontario Center in Toronto for the Toronto Rock. The Toronto Rock do a great job, as well as the Buffalo Bandits as well. And again, the Bandits' next game is Friday, December 29th, 7.30 at the Key Bank Center against the Georgia Swarm. And Josh Burns and, and Dane Smith, Chris Cloutche, Steve Priola, Matt Vince, just a tremendous organization. And again, I want to say thank you to Ryan Slobowski, the media uh, manager of media communications uh, for arranging my media passes there as well. Again, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap this show up. Mike's live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cohen Chevrolet dealership here in Guelph. It's going to be tomorrow, Wednesday, December 20th at 2 p.m. Eastern with longtime Buffalo radio personality Howard Simon, who was WGR 550 for a long time. He's now semi-retired. He also does some work for the Buffalo Bisons. Howard's going to join us and talk about the 2023 Buffalo Bills and specifically their big dominating 31-10 win over the Dallas Cowboys and uh, preview the Bills' next game this Saturday night at 8-15 against the LA Chargers. That could be a trap game with the Chargers being well under 500 out of the playoffs and Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are out with injuries and the Chargers just fired their head coach uh, recently, Brandon Staley as well. So I really look forward to having my friend and radio longtime radio personality from Buffalo, Howard Simon on, and I hope you guys can tune in. And, and if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I think you'll be happy with this show as well. 
We're going to wrap this show up, guys. As always, live with CDP Sports Talk. Again, is a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Palme. is on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern on on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key of the home of Southern sports and talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. Our radio station's website is wqeefm.radio12345.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Twitch, LinkedIn, and coming soon Hopefully to Instagram. Uh, there's still a little bit of bugs with a little bit of bugs with Streamyard and Instagram, but f- hopefully in the next week or two, I will be live streaming this show on Instagram as well. You guys can check out my uh, previous uh, radio shows and media work on my website beacons.ai/chrisdpame. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles. And speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet, did you know Barry Cullen Chevrolet is the number one electric dealer in Ontario for electric cars? And also, right now at Barry Cullen Chevrolet, as you know, winter is coming here in southern Ontario. At some point, after the rain and uh, mild temperatures, you can get a set of four winter tires at Barry Cullen Chevrolet right now with a, a rebate up to $125, depending on the tire manufacturer. Check out barrycullen.com for more details on that as well. Also, you can follow yours truly on TikTok at Live with CDP. I post all my media work there and promos for my show there as well. So again, Live with CDP on TikTok. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, check out StreamYard.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Pandora, and Tuned In. And again, weeknights at 8 on WQEE 99.1 FM and Noonan, Georgia. Finally, you can email or text live with CDP Sports Talk at cpome19 at gmail.com, or you can text me and the show at 519-820-7188 with comments, questions, and suggestions. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated as well. And before we wrap up this show, guys, the Detroit Pistons again last night uh, lost their 24th straight regular season game. Uh, they've lost now 47 out of their last 51 games. They lost 130 to 124 to the, the Hawks. At least the Pistons were competitive last, last night. They only lost by six points, but they're now 2-25. and 25. And uh, please check out my uh, recent show with Pistons expert and podcast host of the Knee Jerk podcast out of Detroit, Greg Enel. I recently had Greg on my show, and the Pistons right now are just a mess. 2-25 and and 24-game losing streak. And their next game is going to be Thursday night at the Little Caesars Arena against Utah. So uh, hopefully they can uh, pull up an upset against Utah. Otherwise, it's going to be 25 straight losses in a row as well. So, yeah. The Pistons right now are just a mess, and it's just sad seeing this once 
proud three-time NBA champion franchise uh, struggle under their ownership. Tom Gores, who's not saying much these days, as well as Troy Weaver and uh, Monty Williams, six years, $78 million. A lot of money, a lot of years for Monty Williams, but I don't know if he's going to last in Detroit very long, but it's just kind of sad seeing the Pistons like this. Positives, besides I'm only losing by six last night, Cade Cunningham, who's only 22 years old, their first overall pick, had uh, his best game in the NBA last night with 43 points as well. And he's an exciting young player, but he needs a lot of help with the Detroit Pistons. And also... Another Detroit team, uh, since they brought it, it's not his fault, but since they brought in number 88, Patrick Kane, the Red Wings were 1-6-1, one, and one, and they lost again last night to Anaheim 4-3. They fell behind again 4-0. The Wings made a game out of it, made it 4-3. But their goaltending for me, for the Red Wings to make the playoffs this year, they're going to have to get better goaltending and better defensive play. The Red Wings can score goals. They're good offensively, but they need to work on their blue line, and they need to, to work on their goaltending as well. And uh, that's about it, guys. In case I don't talk to some of you until next week or in the new year, I just want to wish everyone watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk a very Merry Christmas slash Happy Holidays for those who don't celebrate and a Happy New Year in 2024. And again, I do have two more shows coming up this week. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock with Howard Simon talking Buffalo Bills. And then Friday at 3 p.m. with Tech screen a media journalist with the uh, basketball super leagues raleigh firebirds in raleigh north carolina as well i have to get going i hope everybody has a great rest of the day great rest of the morning rest of the day and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow at two o'clock with howard simon again i do apologize uh for uh, marcellus bowman uh the head strengths and conditioning coach for the hamilton Tigercats. he had a work commitment come up this morning and we'll see if we can reschedule Marcellus uh, Bowman back on our show again in the future. I hope everybody has a great day, and thank you all for watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph, and weeknights at 8 on WQE 99.1 FM.